Happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration, and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I am your host, Katerina Burinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. In today's episode, I am going to be sharing my 20s, from the highs to the lows and to what lessons I have learned from the last decade, because I have a very special birthday coming up. That's right, I will be turning 30 years old, and so I thought, why not take a look back at my 20s, what happened each year, and 30 things I have learned and lessons I would like to share. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. How we begin every podcast episode is we share something we are grateful for, whatever it is in this present moment, whether it's something small or something large, whatever it is that brings you gratitude in this moment. And so that it is fitting with this episode for me and just even reflecting back as I was putting these notes together for this episode is I am very grateful for my 20s. My 20s allowed me to grow, make mistakes, I've learned so many lessons, and it's really helped me become the person I am today. Just looking back at how many challenges I've had and the things that happened that have brought me to where I am right now in this moment, in this present moment, sitting here in my bedroom recording a podcast episode. If you had told me when I was 20 years old that you would be back living in Orange County at an amazing firm and having a podcast, married to an incredible man, just all these things that are happening around me that are so positive and good, if you had told me I don't know if I would believe you. There's just so much that has shifted and changed from what I thought my life would be today to what it really is. So I am really grateful for my 20s. So before we begin with the lessons that I learned, I wanted to take it back to 2012 when I turned 20 so that I can give you, my listeners, a perspective on who I was, what happened to me each year, and that kind of will give you an idea who I have become today, and so it'll make sense with the lessons I have learned. Now, in university, I went to, for those of you who don't know, a five-year program for architecture school in Chicago. And so my 20th birthday occurred in my second year of architecture school, I kind of remember my 20th. I definitely had to dig deep to remember what that birthday was. I don't remember it being the happiest birthdays, um, circumstances and people in my life at that time, which that I don't want to get into. So it's year 2012. I just turned 20 and I'm finishing up my second year of architecture school. And I got my first architecture internship, which was in the city of Prague, Prague, Czech Republic, which is actually where I was born. And I spent that summer in Czech living with my grandparents, seeing friends, exploring parts of Europe. I know I visited my friend in Cambridge University where she was studying. And I really just got to spend time back in Czech, but also the difference with this trip was I was an adult because the previous time I had been in Czech, I was 17 years old. And so this time I had already kind of lived on my own in Chicago. So it was just overall a very different 
trip and I just really enjoyed that summer. got to spend more time with family. So I know that was just a great start to my 20s. And then I turned 21. And again, I had the following summer, a summer internship here in Orange County. And that's when I realized I wanted to stay in high-end residential architecture. The firm that I worked for did high-end residential throughout most of Orange County. And I thought, wow, this is so fun. You have clients that have little to no budget, just no budgets. And the projects were amazing. The material you used was amazing. And so when I turned 21, that was the year that I realized high-end residential was the niche I wanted to go into in architecture. Because previously, I kind of like the idea of possibly hospitality, maybe residential, what I do commercial, which personally I'm not too big on commercial, but that was the summer that I realized, yes, I am going to stick to high-end residential and the internships I had following that were always in high-end residential. I also studied abroad in Paris, which was super fun. That was the fall of 2013. I traveled around Europe with my school. We went to Barcelona, Amsterdam, went to Venice. I also went to Oktoberfest, which was a blast. And I also traveled alone for the first time to Nice, the south of France, and also visited Monte Carlo. That trip was a little bit of a disaster because I got terrible food poisoning to where I was in my hostel most of the trip, but I remember just loving traveling on my own. It was just so fun. I could do whatever I wanted if I felt like, you know, sitting at a restaurant longer. It was just the first time I really experienced what it is to travel alone and in such a beautiful place. I really hope to return back to the south of France because it was absolutely amazing, beautiful. I remember sitting on the bus from Nice to Monte Carlo thinking, yeah, I think this is where I'm going to retire. And then 2014, I turned 22 and I got an internship at an interior design firm in Chicago. And so when I was putting this together, I noticed a pattern is my early 20s, the main things that happened to me besides school was I always had an internship and I'm really proud of myself for going after internships. You know, I could have spent the summer hanging out with friends doing nothing, but I'm so proud of myself for pursuing internships, seeing what I would like. Yes, I found high-end residential architecture, but maybe I wouldn't have found that had I not just tried to apply for internships and see what would catch my interest. And so this year, or when I turned 22, I got an internship at an interior design firm in Chicago, which I actually got on accident. I, don't, I guess I can talk about it now, but the interior design firm I was applying for actually shared the same floor with a architecture firm. And I was hoping to call the architecture firm. And instead, somehow, I got a hold of the interior design firm. It was two separate firms, but we shared like the same space, essentially. And I got a hold of the receptionist and she said, oh, absolutely, we'll have you in, come in for the interview. And I won't say the name of my boss, but oh, she'll, she's so excited to meet you. And I remember putting the phone down thinking, she, I thought I applied to a firm owned by a man. Hmm, that's weird. And so I kind of re-googled the address and the phone number and found out that I'd actually called an interior design firm. 
But that job actually ended up being so much fun. And I really got to dip my toes in the world of interior design, which that was something in architecture school. We never got to the furnishings, the fabrics, the materials in such detail. So that was definitely, it piqued my interest um, as far as interior design and what else I could do along with my architecture degree. And this was also the summer that I spent for the first time in Chicago. Usually in the summer, obviously, I was either in California or in Czech. And so this was really the first summer I had spent in the city of Chicago, which was fun. And I continued this internship into the school year, which kind of made me feel like, kind of, I felt like a cool adult at that time because during the week, I would take the train into this. I mean, I lived in the city. The school I went to, Illinois Tech, is in the south side of Chicago, but I had to go through the loop to go to the West Loop for my internship. And I remember buying myself a cute purse, and I was just like, yeah, I have an internship. Like, I'm working at an interior design firm, and then I went to classes. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is so cool. I was making money. I just, I loved it. I remember I just was like, wow, this is so cool. I also spent a month in the Caribbean when I was 22 on the island of St. Lucia because my mom lived there. And so, which I can't believe I got to spend a month in the Caribbean. This was between fall and spring semester. Actually, this was my last year of architecture school. So I got to spend a whole month soaking up in the sun. Just, oh, I remember just feeling so good when I got back to freezing Chicago. So that was an amazing, amazing month. I helped my mom at her bed and breakfast kind of with breakfast and cleanup and that's kind of how I paid my dues that month, but that was just such a fun time. And then I turned 23, which I, huge achievement. I finished architecture school and to celebrate, I traveled to South Korea to visit a friend who was teaching there, she was teaching English in Seoul. It wasn't a solo trip, but it was the first time I had gone really far by myself, especially on an airplane. And I remember on the way from Chicago to Tokyo, because that's where I had my layover before I went to Seoul. And I remember getting on the plane thinking, are you serious? Are you seriously going to another continent by yourself? Like it just it never really hit me until I was on the plane. And I had flown to Czech before by myself and flying to Europe. That just wasn't different. This was me going somewhere where I knew one person in the country. And hopefully I could figure out how to get from the airport to her apartment. It was just an amazing trip overall. I'm so glad I said yes to it. And that was kind of a treat. I, you know, I treated myself to graduating from architecture school with this trip. And of course, I got my first architecture job in Chicago. This wasn't just an internship. This was a full-blown with my 401k, which for my non-US listeners, it's your retirement plan. I just, my big girl architecture job. And I also was living in my first apartment alone in Wrigleyville, so northern part of Chicago. I moved from the south side, wanted to kind of get a change perspective. I found this cute little studio apartment. It's 400 square feet. I loved that place. That place, I had two walk-in closets in this tiny, tiny apartment. And I had the cutest little kitchen, cutest little bathroom. I had this freestanding tub. I took so many baths. That apartment was really what just saved me because, well, we'll get to 24. But another fun thing about when I was 23 is I started my blog, Dream of Adventures. 
which this was of course around the time, this was 2015, 2016, around the time when blogging became a huge thing. Everybody was blogging and Instagram had already kind of took off and I loved my blog. It was such a fun creative outlet for me. I know I wanted some of my classmates jumped into their exams right away, but for me I thought, no, I would like to have some sort of creative outlet, some sort of hobby, something to build, like almost a little business, but it to be my blog. I had so much fun with it. It had to do with travel and yoga, and I just, it was so, so much fun. So that, I started when I was 23, and now 24. I had to dig a little bit to see what I did when I was 24. Also, a little bit of a thing on why this was hard to look at my early 20s is unfortunately I lost a bunch of files a while ago. Oh my gosh, it's over a year ago now. I was downloading some files from my external hard drive and unfortunately lost a lot of the photos from my early 20s. I have a lot of them on Facebook. I tried to log on to Facebook and unfortunately also had difficulties there. Um, they did not think I am who I am and so they would not let me log back in and I don't remember my password. So it definitely took some hunting for some of these times in my life, but 24, what I do know is I learned to cook. Because I was living alone, I learned to cook amazing meals for myself. I finally had the patience to cook myself dinner, have a good meal. I also took up running. I remember running by Lake Michigan a lot. I wanted to say around Lake Michigan, but Lake Michigan is so huge. I would run, which is amazing that I ran as much as I did. I also went to hot yoga a lot. And I know I just kind of started that shift from college, university days to now, okay, you work a, you know, nine to five job. And just, there was a shift though in what I was doing. I could feel things weren't in alignment though. I just, where I was living, who I was with, I never pictured myself staying in Chicago after college, but due to who I was with at the time, I did stay and I unfortunately built a lot of resentment towards Chicago. And this was around, yeah, when I was 24, I ended up having to move out of my apartment and moving into someone's home, which it was, now looking back on it, 24 was really kind of letting a lot of things fall apart. So when I turned 25, it could really take off. But before I end my 24th year is I took my first architecture exam and failed. So that, it just was not the best of years. Now 25, so in 2017 I turned 25 and just this year could have its own episode. It was a roller coaster of a year. I had my 25th birthday in Breckenridge in Colorado. And when I got back from that trip, I, after a number of events that happened in my life, so I decided to quit my job in Chicago. And the following morning, I walked into my office with the biggest smile on my face and gave my two weeks notice because I was just not happy. I was not happy where I was living. I was not happy with my life, my job, my commute. Everything just was, it just wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I quit my job. I traveled solo to Costa Rica, which was an amazing trip. I got to write about a spa in Northern Ireland for my blog. So a company reached out to me. It was an all expense paid once I got to Northern Ireland trip where I had a spa, the dinner, everything was included. It was just, that was such a great accomplishment for me. 
I spent a month back in Czech with family because I knew whatever was going to happen, whatever job I was going to get, I wouldn't have the opportunity to just take weeks off. So I enjoyed time with family back in Czech. So I ended up moving from Chicago back to California. And all I did was pack all of the things into my Honda Civic, everything I owned that I could bring with me. And I drove from Chicago to California by myself. And it took two and a half days. I believe it was 11 hours the first day, 22. It's about a 27 hour car ride. So it was a lot of time with myself actually. And that was actually the trip I started listening to podcasts. Podcasts became a big thing. And that trip, I drove from Chicago to Colorado to stay at my grandparents' house. That took about, yeah, 11 hours. Then Chicago to Vegas is about 11, 12 hours as well. I stayed at my cousin's there. And then the last four and a half, five hours from Vegas to my home in California. Did all that by myself. It was quite the road trip. I will not lie. It was a lot of time in the car, but I made it and it was definitely an adventure. And once I got to California, I didn't really have a plan. I ended up landing a job at a high-end residential firm here in Orange County that I still work at today. And I definitely learned to let go though and trust the process because I remember coming to California and just thinking, okay, I could stress about trying to find a job or you know what? There's just this feeling in me that if I let go, something good is going to happen. And it did. I found an amazing job at the firm I am at today. I've worked on some beautiful projects and it's just, that's when I realized I have learned to trust the process. And that's something I'm trying to tap into this year. If you've listened to my episode about surrendering this year, I definitely am trying to tap into that again. On a sad note for when I was 25, my childhood family dog passed away. So that was that was really sad, actually right before I moved to California. So that, that was a, emotional, but... So then back to a high note, I also did my yoga teacher training where I got my yoga teacher training certificate. And this was shortly after I moved back to California. I had started my job and I was really saying yes to everything, anything I could. I just wanted to, I just felt so stagnant the following year. You know, when I mentioned 24 was kind of just a year. I just felt like, okay, here we go. Like, let's just say yes to everything. And I could tell looking back on it now, that it was a real, like, my mid-20s, it was a major pivot in my life. New place, well, I was living at home, but not in Chicago anymore, so, but new place, new job, teacher training, finding new friends, just kind of overall a new daily life. It was just a major pivot in my 20s. And so, of course, it was a lot of highs that year and some lows, And I actually also got engaged. That's right, I got engaged. So really going into what happened to me every year because by the time I was 26, I ended that relationship. I made the decision to end what was a really toxic relationship that I needed to break away from because it was just no longer serving me. The person and I weren't happy together. And so when I turned 26, I really learned my self-worth and what I deserved. And that really helped close the chapter on my early 20s. I think just going from 25 where I quit my job, traveled, did so much new stuff, really learned to let go 
26, I realized, okay, here is what I want now. This is what I deserve. And so at 26, I made a lot of life-changing decisions that really closed the chapter, like I said, on my early 20s. This was also a year of a lot of challenges where I failed a lot of architecture exams. I failed five total back to back. I just was going through a lot, but I did discover Vastu Shastra actually. I didn't realize I've kind of already known a little bit about Vastu Shastra for so long. And so I started to learn about Vastu Shastra and kind of thought, wow, this is really something like, what could I do with this? And so obviously here I am with my podcast, you know, three and a half, four years later. But um, so that's when I was introduced to Vastu Shastra. And I also did close the chapter on my blog as well. And then 27 was a really adult year, I guess, if I kind of look back on it. I moved out of my parents' home, moved into an apartment, actually the one I am in now. And I finally began to feel grounded and safe. Because from the time I was 18 to the time I was 27, I believe I counted, I moved 11 times. Now, some of these times, of course, were I would move back home uh, after a year of college and then and then I would move into a new place when the new school year started. But there were 11 moves within a almost eight year, nine year span. So I was finally in my own place. I unpacked actually some of the boxes I had packed when I moved out of my apartment when I was 24 years old. So some of this stuff was sitting in boxes for two, three, almost three years. And so it just was this time where I just felt like, I could really like breathe. I let my walls down. I opened myself up to a new relationship. I passed two exams. So it just, I can just see the shift when I look through all the years where, yes, I had to go through that hard 24, 25, 26 especially was a really hard year where it was just mentally draining, physically draining, just overall heartbreaking. But 27 just allowed me to really, yeah, open myself up. And I also learned to let go of a loved one, which was my grandpa. And so that year was just a lot of emotion and growing, but 27 was a real shift for me in my 20s. And you can see that shift from the early 20s to my mid 20s. Now I'm in my late 20s. And I also had a really fun time with my cousin. She lived with Justine actually for three months and she came over from the Czech Republic had three amazing months with her, and I also introduced her to her now husband. So I guess you could call me also a matchmaker when I was 27. And then 28, so turned 28 in the year 2020, which feels like it was a year ago, but really almost a decade ago, because obviously COVID hit the world. It actually hit a week after my birthday where the whole world shut down. We were actually on a trip to Sonoma Valley up in Northern California for the weekend. And we both think that we got COVID on the way back because I wasn't feeling very well once we landed back here in Orange County. And Jesse was sick, just this weird coffee sickness. But of course he didn't, We nobody was testing at the time. Um, so that 28 just kind of started with like, bam, here we are, COVID pandemic world. But right before that, I did get to see Sonoma Valley and Napa Valley, which were both on my bucket list. So I got a little bit of traveling right before the world shut down. Of course, our trip to Portugal got postponed. And in 
the quarantine times, although we didn't really get to quarantine or be at home because um, Jesse and I both did have to go to work every day, but we did launch, or I guess I launched the Honeycomb Bee blog in pursuit of exploring Vastu Shastra because I wasn't able to take some of my exams because testing centers were closed. So I thought, why not have this opportunity to learn about Vastu Shastra? I took a course and just really dive deep into it. But then testing centers opened up again. I was able to pass two exams that year. But after the one exam I passed, Jesse and I got engaged in on a trip to Montecito, California. Beautiful Montecito. I had never been to Montecito or Santa Barbara. He surprised me actually after I passed my exam. He said, oh, check your phone. And he sent me a link to our Airbnb in Montecito. Absolutely beautiful. We had an amazing weekend. Just gorgeous weather biking along the coast and Jesse proposed. So yeah, so when I was 28, I was kind of a hit with COVID, but yeah, still positive notes with getting engaged, passing exams. And of course, 29 meant that since we had gotten engaged, we would be planning a wedding and we selected the beautiful island of Madeira. I have an episode where Jesse and I talk about what it was like planning a wedding during COVID. It was definitely a challenge, but it was absolutely the most beautiful day of my life. And I am just so beyond grateful for the team that helped put it together, the family and friends who were able to make it out to this little island in the Atlantic Ocean because it was truly a beautiful time. So 29 was really the year of just love and this getting married in Madeira, which was absolutely beautiful to the man of my dreams. I just, that was the highlight of 29. Of course, I passed one more exam. And I also, actually, before I almost forget, I also started this podcast. And I am just so happy that I decided to dive in, go for it, start this podcast, because I'm having so much fun. I'm learning so much and just being able to share things with all of you. And so that leads me to next month, or I guess when this podcast episode airs, it'll be March, which leads me to my 30th birthday coming up when this podcast airs. It will be March, and the day this episode was supposed to air, we are supposed to be on our way to Nicaragua for a honeymoon slash my 30th birthday trip. Unfortunately, due to COVID, there were certain restrictions that did not allow us to travel at this time, so we had to push our trip back. So instead, we are going locally to Big Bear, and I wanted to do something I'd never done. And so Jesse and I are going snowboarding for my 30th, so that will be interesting. I am a huge skier. I have been skiing, I think, since the age of like three or four or something like that. I actually just came back from a ski trip to Mammoth Mountain last weekend, I'm so very excited that I'll be spending my 30th doing something I've never done before and kind of also we were really bummed that we weren't able to go to Nicaragua of course for my 30th and also it was our honeymoon but we definitely decided to make kind of you know lemonade out of lemons and thought you know what let's do something different. 
So it'll actually be the first time Jesse and I are in snow together because he and I both love to vacation in warm weather. He especially, we had to buy him a jacket, snow pants, especially for this trip. So this will be very interesting and, but I'm super excited. We found a really cute Airbnb that I'm so excited um, to share. I'll probably share it on my Instagram account. Just overall, just excited for my 30th and I think just to manifest and put it out there, what I want to happen in my 30s, my 30th, especially birthday, is I want to pass my upcoming exam. I have an exam later this spring for my architecture license. I have two more. I've passed five. This is the year that I will be done with my exams. I will pass my California exam and have just these exams done and over with and start a family. That is what I want to put out there for this next year is to just really finish off end the chapter of my exams and welcome this new decade and welcome it by starting a family. So I started my 20s focusing on school and kind of building the foundation of my career with a sprinkle of travel every year and I ended with love and feeling grounded, ready for the next decade. It's been a decade. I am so grateful for all the lessons, all the experiences I had, all of the travel, the people I met, the things I saw, the things I learned. And I'm really proud of myself because looking back on what I've accomplished, you know, just this last 10 years, I cannot wait what the next 10 years brings for me. So 30 things I have learned now that I've looked back on my 20s and things I want to share, lessons, things I took away from my 20s. Number one is let shit go. I feel like I that's easier said than done. There are still so many things that I wish I could let go of just more instantly than I do. I definitely hold on to certain things, but the big stuff or just even the little stuff, just being able to just like let that shit go because there is so much stuff that I hold on to. I'm sure you just people just hold on to that they don't need to be holding on to because it doesn't allow you to grow. So just let that shit go. Number two, don't stress about the small stuff. If I could tell myself in university, don't stress about the small stuff because at the end of the day, as long as you get your work in, just it doesn't matter at the end of the day. There's just so many little things that I stressed over now looking back when I've had moments that there have been big stressful things, things like family has been, you know, sick family members, job stresses, financial stresses, like real stresses. It's, I kind of just laugh to myself, like, why did you stress about the small stuff? It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Number three is people care less about you than you think. And I don't mean family, friends, of course, they think about you, they care about you. But overall, general, people don't care or give a shit what you're doing than you think they are. There's just so many times where I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what if I do this? You know, someone's going to think this or especially in school, you know, you do projects or just people are so absorbed in themselves and they also have so many thoughts a day. I remember hearing, I think it was a podcast episode or reading an article about humans have like 50,000 thoughts a day. And so don't think that you consume like half of those. You really don't. There are so many thoughts that go through people's minds that they're so worried about themselves, worried about their problems 
that people care less about you than you actually think. Number four is a big one. You will make mistakes and fail, but that's part of the process. In your 20s, no one expects you to have anything figured out, especially because you're doing a lot of things on your own. A lot of people move out of their home in their 20s. You're in university. You're finishing up stuff. You're starting your career. You're trying a lot of things for the first time. Now, it's not your baby steps or you're not learning how to read and write those things. You are really taking everything that you have learned and trying to apply it. And you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And you're going to fail. Number five is take risks. This was a big thing I learned in my 20s. Take risks, just go for it. When I turned 25 and I moved out of Chicago back to California, quitting my job within making that decision literally within a 24-hour time frame, it was huge. I took a risk and that risk did pay off. I'm in such a better place, happier place, happier job, happier relationship because I took the risk. So trust yourself, take the risk, Number six, be kind to yourself because you are still figuring things out. As I mentioned, you're doing a lot of things for the first time, maybe on on your own, by yourself. You're still figuring things out. And so just don't be so hard on yourself. I really wish I had not been so hard on myself and really just been more kind to myself because I was doing the best I could with what I knew at the time. And then number seven, it's okay if you're still figuring it out. So not only being kind to yourself, but give yourself the time and the space you need to still figure things out. Number eight, travel as much as you can. Say yes to travel as much as possible. My 20s, I went to Asia, Europe, Central America, traveled parts of North America. I really enjoyed, was in the Caribbean for a month. Oh my gosh. Like I said yes to travel as much as possible. I am so grateful for the trips I took, the friends I visited, the memories I made, even the solo trips I took. Just travel as much as you can. Enjoy your 20s by traveling. Number nine, say yes to everything. Like I said, I took the plunge with my trip to Korea. I said yes. My friend reached out to me. She said, do you want to come visit? I'm teaching here for a year. I ended up getting a graduation gift, a check from my great aunt, which helped me fund that trip. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Had an amazing time in South Korea. It was just overall an incredible trip. Just say yes to everything, to every opportunity, because you don't know what it's going to have in store for you. Ah, number 10, enjoy the immortality of hangovers because in your early 20s, you bounce back after a night out. You really barely even need to hydrate. I didn't think this was real until I experienced my first two-day hangover. And it's not like I raged and went crazy hard. It was just after a regular night of some wine and it ended up being a two-day hangover, which was really rough. So yes, enjoy your immortality of hangovers in your early 20s because by your late 20s, it's not the same. And so with that, number 11, find a drink that you end up liking. Now, also, if you don't drink alcohol, that's all right. For number 10 instead then, just enjoy the immortality of your body and your bouncing back. This actually doesn't really have to do with hangovers, but also the amount of energy you have. I also don't think I have the same energy I have when I wake up, 
what I did when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, to what I do today. Especially even after a hard workout, I can just definitely feel there's such a difference. So really, just in general, enjoy the immortality of who you are and how quickly you are able to bounce back. Now, number 11, for those who do drink alcohol, I guess my lesson is find a drink that doesn't mess with you. For those of you who don't drink alcohol, maybe number 11 could be find a drink that you like to enjoy when you're out at dinner or a drink for maybe your bedtime, nighttime ritual, which actually I'm already starting to do. I am starting to make this ceremonial cacao. Lately, it's been so cold in California. I know it's cold dirt in other parts of the world. But it's been a little chillier here in the evenings, and I've been making this a tea. It's the Blue Lotus from Anamundi Blue Tea. I mix it with some ceremonial cacao and a little bit of sugar, and it has just been such a warming drink. So find some sort of drink, I guess that gives you happiness. Maybe we'll turn number 11 to not a find a drink that doesn't mess with you. So that would have been my early 20s talking. Now it's find a drink that just makes you happy, or just kind of gives you that like warm cozy feeling or maybe it's a summer drink that cools you down just find something that huh, like a cup of liquid happiness let's say that number 12 cherish the friendships you have in that moment some will stay but you will outgrow others and that's okay they were just there for that chapter of your life so this lesson i definitely am noticing a shift in a lot of friendships i have had recently and just as you go through different life moments there are going to be friends that are part of that memory part of that chapter and then those friends are going to stay within that chapter and not move on to the next chapter of your story and that's okay because you will outgrow people. Certain people will come back into your life that you hadn't expected. And so just cherish the friendships you have in this moment because so much can change, so much can shift. You can go on different paths, different journeys in life. And so just cherish those friendships you have now. Number 13, family. You will also realize you may outgrow some of your family as well. And to cherish the times with the family you have around you now. Of course, people pass away, divorces happen, people separate. So cherish what you have right now. Number 14, learn about your history and your background. So coming back to family is learn about where your family is from, why people are the way they are in your family. For me, when I was living, when I was 20, living with my grandparents for the summer, I learned so much about my mom without even having my mom around because I got to live with the two people that raised her. And so I kind of got to see like where she gets some of the things she does. And just, it's, it was just a fun combination of like seeing the two people that made my mom and like seeing, oh, this is why she does this, this habit she picked up from like my grandma, this habit she picked up from my grandpa. And so I was very fortunate to be able to live with my grandparents, but I've also learned more about my history, about my family, where my family's from. And of course, I am very fortunate in that sense. I know there's a lot of people who either don't wanna look back at their families or there's a lot of ancestral healing. And so take this time in your 20s to be able to be grateful for your family, for your ancestors, but also to let go. Number 15, 
eat everything. And what I mean by that is while you're traveling, while you are somewhere and there is something off the menu or something really interesting, go for it, eat it, enjoy it. When I lived in Paris and there was a restaurant we would go to with my classmates and they had this most amazing escargot. I don't think I'll ever eat escargot except at that restaurant in Paris, but I'm so glad I said yes to it. I tried it. It was so good. I enjoyed it because there are going to be those moments where you maybe wish you had tried something that was different or just allow yourself to enjoy food. Number 16 is start your 401k. And for my non-US listeners, 401k in the US is your retirement savings. So do create a savings account. It doesn't have to be for your retirement. I don't know what your lifestyle is, but start a savings account and learn to work with your finances. Because when I was 25 and I was ready to quit my job, I looked at my bank account and thought, am I able to do this right now? Am I financially secure? And I was. Thankfully, I had been saving some money, and so I was able to have that financial cushion. Number 17, wear sunscreen. I don't care what part of the world you live in, wear sunscreen. Yes, you are not going to have any freckles when you are 20 and you just burn in the sun, but trust me, after a few years of in the sun, I remember when I did live in the Caribbean for a month, oh my gosh, I gained so many little freckles on my face. They have now through lots of you know moisturizers and facials and stuff have gone away, but wear sunscreen, especially if you're going closer to your 30s now or you're just wear sunscreen, protect your face. Number 18, learn to cook yourself a meal. Now, you may hate cooking. I used to really hate cooking until I lived by myself and realized, okay, you have a college degree, you have a job, you are an independent woman, but you need to at least be able to cook one decent meal for yourself that isn't pre-frozen or anything. And I've really learned to cook some really fun meals. I've realized I know my limits to what I can cook, meaning I need the whole afternoon to cook. I can't just cook a quick meal, whip it up out of like zero ingredients. I need all afternoon. I need some good music, maybe a glass of wine to just cook dinner at the pace that I can cook at and not feel rushed. And then I will cook you a good meal. Number 19, take a trip by yourself. It can be local, international, for one night, a month, a year. Take a trip by yourself because I feel like when I traveled alone, I was, I learned not to rely on anybody else except myself. And so it kind of challenged me to, okay, maybe usually I'm not the one who, you know, navigates or asks for directions, but this time I had to really just challenge myself and just take over the whole trip. And it was such a lesson on traveling by myself. I felt so accomplished being able to book the travel, book everything, you know, do the sightseeing I wanted to see. So take a trip by yourself. Again, it could be local, just take yourself out for a nice trip. Number 20 is to learn to love and accept who you are because you spend the most of your life with yourself, right? So you are in your own company, the longest you ever ever going to be in your life is the company of you yourself. And so learn to love yourself and accept who you are because sure you may change throughout, you know, the different decades and throughout the different years. Just learn to love and accept who you are. 
because there are going to be hard times. There are going to be you know, challenging times. But if you just accept who you are, and this is something I feel like I'm really getting a grasp of who I am and learning to love who I am now. And I have to thank my 20s for a lot of that. 21, live by yourself. Just try living by yourself for a year. Because I feel like a lot of people go from living at home to living at university with roommates, then moving in with their significant other. But having that year to live with yourself, it was one of the more happier times. And maybe this was just given circumstances, but I had so much fun living alone. I could do whatever I wanted. I could leave a mess if I wanted. There was no one there to tell me what to do. And I just, I had so much fun. So really, I recommend to everybody, live by yourself at least once in your life. Number 22, learn and explore different things. So even if you feel like you have yourself set on a certain career path, be open to explore new things. I know, you know, yes, I have wanted to be an architect since I was 10 years old, but because I kept myself open to the different possibilities of what that could be, could it be an architect that does high rises or commercial work, or now here I am in high-end residential, I was open to trying different internships and really opening myself up to be able to explore different things in to the point where I'm even learning about Vasu Shastra and incorporating that into my architecture career. So learn and explore different things. Just be open. Number 23 is don't settle. Know your worth in both personal and work-related moments. Don't settle. This was a huge one for me in my 20s. And especially when I was 25, I realized I'm settling. This isn't what, you know, I deserve better. I need to be in a better place. I don't want to settle and look back on my life in 10 years and realize, wow, you really could have done something better. You could have made better decisions. You really did just settle. You didn't challenge yourself, right? 24, learn to stand up for yourself and negotiate. Learn to stand up for yourself with your friends, family, anybody. You have to learn to stand up for yourself because you yourself are going to have your back. And learn to negotiate. Now, negotiation, I will admit, I'm not fully there yet on learning how to negotiate for myself at work, but I'm working on it. But do learn to negotiate for yourself and learn to stand up for yourself. Number 25, absorb what you can and ask questions. No one expects you to have the answers. So ask questions, just be a sponge, right? So imagine a little kid, you're a sponge, you're learning all these you know, new things, but in your 20s, just continue to absorb, ask questions, because this is the time where you know everyone expects you to not have everything figured out, as I mentioned before. So ask the questions because you are doing so many things for the first time, or just so you can get more knowledge. Number 26 is take a class on something completely new to you. So for me, I went ahead and took a Bikram yoga class, a hot yoga class, knowing nothing about it. I actually got some group deal online. If you guys know Groupon, I ended up getting some class pass. I was supposed to go with a friend. She bailed. I still went anyway. And that totally changed in my whole life. Like just taking that one Bikram class, I just thought, wow, I ended up going weekly. I got a membership. 
and that those yoga classes then um, just from hot yoga, I started watching YouTube videos, taking yoga classes, traveling to a yoga resort in Costa Rica, then getting my yoga teacher training certificate just by that one class. And so really just take a class on something, something that interests you, just go for it because you don't know what it could end up changing your life. 27, fall in love, fall in love in your 20s and also have your heart broken. There's so much I learned and grew from my breakup and just I learned so much about myself, about my values, who I am, what I want in life, what I deserve in life and that couldn't have happened had that just not that huge event happened. 28. Have sex. Have lots of sex and find out what you like and don't like. Allow yourself to grow and see what comes of things. So again, open yourself up, allow for you to experience new things, just let yourself grow because you don't know where an interest might be sparked or you learn something new, meet someone new, find a new place that you never thought you would go to. Just allow yourself the space to grow. And number 30, worry less about the future. Now, this is, of course, something I'm still working on and will be working on probably for the rest of my life because I am a bit of a worrier. But worry less about the future and surrender because we are here for a short time on Earth. And so why spend so much energy worrying about things that you may not even have control over? So worry less and surrender. you're still listening thank you so much for recapping my 20s with me it has been quite the journey I am so grateful for all of the lessons I have learned I hope you took away something from this episode I know it's not the usual Vastu Shastra architecture tips but I just wanted to yeah just close the chapter of my 20s here on this podcast so thank you for listening and being part of this journey with me Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thank you and see you next Friday.